Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets and plants that are important to you. This is the People Are the Enemy podcast. I'm the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. If you're new to the program, welcome! I've made at least one brand new episode of this podcast available every week since January 1st, 2018. There are no reruns, there are no best ofs, there are no ads, and there is no Patreon. I would like to make listeners aware, however, I am the author of 10 self-published novels that are all available worldwide in both paperback and ebook formats via Amazon. If you don't use Amazon, you can purchase all 10 of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Just search my last name, which is spelled M-A-S-C-O-L-A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you'd like to help support myself and this program, and get yourself or the reader in your life some excellent fiction, please consider purchasing any or all of my books. If you've already purchased any or all of my stories, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. episode 288 of the people are the enemy podcast thank you so much for checking it out you are now rocking with the best can it get better no you found it drop that beat will you what are you gonna listen to the bald guy without the beard or the bald guy with the beard they're both terrible no You're in the right spot. You're with me. We're together. And we're moving through time. I'm gonna make you smile. Might make you laugh. I'm gonna make you happy. You're gonna be glad. You're listening. Where are you? What are you on, the treadmill? You on the recumbent bike? Or maybe you're driving your car. Or maybe you're stuck on the side of the road. Or maybe you're just chilling. Sitting on your couch, your love seat, your lazy boy. Scrolling through social media while you listen to this. The greatest podcast that ever is, was, and shall be. Yeah. You're not going to get any better. You're right. And the rest of the world will never understand. But that's okay. We gotta live in this world. We'll get through it together. Alright. I'm gonna take this down. Let's see if I can do this gently. That was Mr. Marshall Mathers. 
<laughs> AKA M and M. M and M? M and M. Yeah, I'll play M and M. Is the early stuff uh, problematic? <laughs> 20 years later? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, uh, those lyrics would not fly today. Has he evolved as a person? I'd like to think so. Do I know the guy personally? No, not at all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll play Eminem. Come on. That was uh, Bagpipes from Baghdad, in the instrumental. Am I really even playing Eminem if I'm playing just an instrumental of one of his songs? I mean, God knows, he probably didn't, uh, didn't mix that. But, uh, yeah, well, look, folks, people evolve, people change. I'd like to think Eminem has changed, evolved as a person. He seems to be on the right side of things politically. And by the right side of things, I don't mean the right side of things. <laughs> but this isn't politics. This isn't about politics. Look, you can get that anywhere. It's hard to avoid today. And I'm not here to uh, inundate you or take up your time with that. I'm here to tell you the stories. To make you smile. To make you happy. Make you forget your troubles for a minute. And then Rachel will come on. And she's going to do her thing. And make you even more happy. Oh, you can't stand it. All the happiness. And speak of ha speaking of happiness. Let me get a slug of this. This is not something I normally do. You can hear it. It's, uh, no, no, there's, no, 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 I know what you're thinking. You hear ice in a glass or in a cup, it's a metal cup, by the way, and you're thinking, uh, oh, Andy's having himself a little, a little beverage, a little adult beverage. No, that is not what I do. No. The last time I had an adult beverage, I think it was, I think it was over, over a month and a half ago, I had one beer with a friend. It was the same, you know, it was the same day I think I recorded the show and I talked to that friend. That was Gerard. But no, this is a protein shake or protein shake, as Gene Shepard would call it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's caffeinated. It's the uh, Cafe Latte, premium protein, I think is what it's called. My doctor told me to get these, so I drink one a day. I'm going to have a sip right now, and I'm, I'm not going to take it too close to the mic because I don't want to gross you out. Let me just sit back a bit here. Hang on, just one moment. Hang on one moment. Uh, uh, listen to this. Oh, wait. Listen to this. Whenever there's trouble, without a double, we're not the hunger. If you've got the crime, we've got the time, we're not the hunger. <sighs> okay. Let's get into it. It's hot. I hope you're staying cool. This week was very hot here in New England. I've got no AC in my car. I had it last summer. My car is 20, a little over 20 years old now. Has over 235,000 plus miles on the original engine. It doesn't owe me anything. But yeah, the AC failed a few summers ago. And last summer, a friend of mine told me to get a can of refrigerant. And he said, I'll help you. We'll, we'll put this new refrigerant in. We'll see if we can get your AC working again. Sure enough, last summer, he helped me out. Got the AC working again all summer. Wonderful. Lasted the whole summer. This summer, nope. 
dead again. So I went, bought another can of refrigerant, tried to replicate what my friend had taught me by hooking this little hose up that's on the can to the refrigerant line in the engine. And it did not take. So, I'm riding around without AC. I got the windows down. My check engine light came on last week. Yeah, oh yeah, there's problems. No, you, you got a 20-plus-year-old car. You're going to have issues. I understand that. Like I said, the car doesn't owe me anything. But the check engine light came on, so I made an appointment with my mechanic. And uh, I was driving my car to the mechanic with the window down in the 90-plus degree heat the middle of this past week. And uh, I'm at a stoplight. And I look over to my left and I see a man who appears to be inebriated. Yes. And he looks like... How would I describe him? Like a 50-year-old Neil Young. Can you picture that? Baseball cap on stringy hair, basically coming down on either side of his face, just below his chin. He's got a red shirt, green pants. He's kind of shuffling. He's holding a cigarette between two fingers. And I look over and he sees me and I see him and I think, uh-oh. What's this? And he's shuffling over. And I watch as the ash and tobacco fall out of his cigarette <laughs> onto the sidewalk. <laughs> and he says, hey! And I look over. And uh, I raise my eyebrows in acknowledgement of uh, his hey. And he says, did you pray to Jesus today? And I said, uh, yeah, of course I prayed to Jesus today. I prayed to Jesus all day. <laughs> he said, Everybody needs to pray to Jesus. If everybody prayed to Jesus, the world would be a much better place. And I'm thinking, oh, really? I don't know. <laughs> no, honestly. <laughs> I'm just looking at him like, yes, sure. And while he's telling me this, he's obviously opening his mouth. And when he does, I see he has one tooth on the bottom, and one tooth on the top. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know if he expected me to agree with him. And I kind of got the thought that he didn't, because uh, he then looked at my car, again, which is 20 plus years old, and the body is rough, in rough, rough shape, because I don't invest any money into the car now, because it's so old. And he sees my rims, and I've lost every hubcap that came with the car. <laughs> At one point, I used to, the hubcaps used to fall off the car while I was driving, and I'd pull over, and I'd pick them up off the street, and I'd reattach them to my tires with bungee cords. This is true. <laughs> and I don't know what I was thinking. I was just thinking, I'm like, I gotta keep this car together. I gotta keep it on the road. And for some reason, I thought, like, uh, Boy, if I don't have these, these hubcaps, it's, uh, you know, just one more thing, you know. Eventually, the hubcaps just all disappeared, probably on the highway, over time. But, yeah, the Neil Young-looking man sees my, uh, my tires. And, of course, like, the rims are rusted, 
Because, you know, they're exposed to the elements. You know? And he says, hey, your rims are rusted to S. And by S, you know what I mean. He said, why don't you clean those effing things? And I thought for a moment, and then I said, because this is my brother's car. And he's a lazy piece of S. <laughs> and then the light turned green, and I went on my way. And that's my story. Whenever there's trouble, without a double, we're not the hunger. If you've got the crime, we've got the time, we're not the hunger. Here's another story. Something happened this week. I'm working from home, I'm on my lunch break, and I get a call on my phone from a number I don't recognize. And of course I answer it, because I'm curious. And also, you know, who knows, you know? I don't know what I think, like, when I get a call from an unidentified number. Sometimes I think, well, maybe one of uh, the people I care about in my life is in trouble, and they don't have their own phone, and they're using somebody else's? Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> But, uh, so I answer it and I say hello, and, uh, a man, uh, with a very thick accent says, uh, and I won't, uh, I won't attempt to replicate the accent. You can, you can, you can, uh, imagine whatever accent <laughs> you choose to imagine. Needless to say, it was an accent, uh, uh, not of, uh, it didn't sound of the, of, of the Americas. How's that? And he said, hello, Mr., is this Mr. Mascola? And I said, Yes. And he said, uh, this is Mr. Mascola at Merp, Merp, Merp Drive. And I said, yes. And he said, Mr. Mascola, I'm calling because I work for Merp, Merp, Merp Real Estate. And I'm excited to offer you a very generous offer. Make a generous offer on your property as I'd like to purchase it. And I said, two million dollars. And he said, excuse me? And I said... That's how much I need to solve my problems. Two million dollars. And he doesn't know what to say. So he says, you want two million dollars for your house? And I said, yes, that's how much I need. <laughs> and he says, Mr. Mascola, I'm sure that we can come to an arrangement where we can get give you possibly for up to four times of what your home is worth now. And surely if you if you would consider coming down in price and meeting us, and I said, no. I said, I need two million dollars. My home is worth two million dollars. My home is not worth two million dollars, by the way. <laughs> and uh, I began to laugh at this point. And I said, uh, I said, my wife and I love our home very much. And we are not looking to sell it. But if you did want to buy it, I will sell it to you for $2 million. At which point he started to laugh. And I realized this man had a good sense of humor. And I said, it sounds like you have a good sense of humor. And he says, yes, Mr. Mascola, as do you. And I said, uh, we are not interested in selling our house. He said, in that case, sir, I wish you a good day. Whenever there's trouble, without a double, we're not the hunger. If you've got the crime, we've got the time, 
How's the show going so far? Are you happy? Okay. You want me to start uh, whistling through my nose on the microphone? <laughs> I listened to a podcast this week. A very well-known podcast. And uh, I'll tell you, this is the kind of person I am, and I, I know I've said this before. My podcast I love more than any other podcast. I love what Rachel does. I love what I do. I love the things I talk about. I love listening to myself. Yes, I've got a huge ego. And I dip in and out of other podcasts. But, you know, I'm listening. I'll check, I'll check things out. I'll see what's going on out there. And it's not good. It's not, it's not good at all. There are very, very few podcasts that I have listened to, like, every episode of for, like, say, you know, like, more than two months consecutively. Very, very few. And I tuned into one, and the, the host, his, you could hear his nose whistling. And this is, these are people, like, in a studio who have, like, three guys manning a board. Can you imagine? Like, you can't take care of that? Nobody, like, nobody's going to stop and say, hey, you know what? Your nose is whistling. How about, we, we, how about you blow it and we start again? That, and you know what it drives me even more crazy, and I mentioned this before, is that the, the snorting on Mike, grown men snorting on Mike, can you imagine? Disgusting. You see someone threw a phone at Drake? It was kind of funny. He was in the middle of one of his songs, one of the slow jams where he sings, and somebody was holding a camera on stage, it looked like, just to the rear and right of him. And he's singing his song. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I thought like I could play this on the show, but it, would, it wouldn't do you any good because it's more visual. Although you do hear the phone kind of clunk across the stage. <laughs> but someone threw a, a cell phone at him, hit him in the gut. <laughs> and he just kind of like... He kind of like casually turned, didn't stop singing, and the phone just kind of, like I said, cluttered across the stage. I don't know how to describe that. Kind of bumped, bumped its way down the stage. <laughs> and it was lit up. But I'm thinking like, who would do this? Why would you do this? The only thing I could imagine was it was somebody who really, really wanted to get in contact with, with Drake and thought like, if I throw my phone, surely... Surely he or one of his people will have to get it back to me, and then I'll have to make some contact with Drake's world. It's either that or somebody was so excited they grabbed the phone out of somebody else's hand and tossed it at Drake. But it's just, it's just such a strange thing. And I guess this isn't the first time something like this has happened. It seems odd. It's an odd choice for sure, but again... Maybe maybe the person who owns the phone isn't th the one throwing it. Maybe somebody else is grabbing it and tossing it. I don't know. Whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double. We're the blackout, yeah. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the bloodhound gang. I still love that Bloodhound Gang song. Is that is that driving you crazy? Is that too many times to play the blood? That's the last time I'll play it, okay? All right.
Last, that's the last time I'll play it this episode, okay? Three times, that's, you know, maybe too much, right? Although people, it's said that people do like things in threes. You know what I mean? Three Stooges, three guys in Green Day. Okay, maybe that's a bad example. <laughs> but think of the trilogies, you know. Three ingredients in a BLT, all right? Except when you got two. Two eyes. Two ears. Two feet. I found two socks on the sidewalk this week. It looked like somebody had just like... <laughs> like they were like black dress, dress socks. Dress socks. Dress socks. I was walking my dog and it looked like somebody literally stopped <laughs> and like took off their two dress socks and just like laid them down next to each other on, <laughs> on the street, on the sidewalk. <laughs> it's like, how does this happen? I do not know. I don't have all the answers. But you know who does have all the answers? Our friend, Rachel from Des Moines. And she is up next. And she is going to give you the chart chat. So, without any further ado, take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. Thanks to everyone who listened last week, especially Sherry, Tony, and Jeffrey for your comments, and Bob for continuing to share People Are the Enemy with your Instagram followers. Last week, the 80s chart we didn't get to was from June 23rd of 1984, and like all 84 charts, it's super strong. As a reminder, I build, build out as much of the Hot 100 as possible in a rolling playlist on my Spotify. I believe it's linked in the ep episode notes each week, but you can always reach out and ask and I will give you the link. My account also has the Chart Chat Presents ones like the TV Themes playlist, and I uh, got some good comments from Sherry about that one as well. Number 99 from 84, a song called Wouldn't It Be Good by Nick Kershaw, and that made it to number 46. And uh, Nick Kershaw is an English singer-songwriter from Ipswich, and this is the second single from his debut album, Human Racing. I saw that it went top 40 in territories all over the world, including number two in Ireland and West Germany. So just missed it here in the States. And I saw that a cover by the Danny Hutton Hitters appeared on the Pretty in Pink soundtrack in 86. So if you have that album, this one might sound familiar. Uh, there was a video by Storm Thorgerson of Hypnosis. For this one, I chose it. I just love the sound of it. And it feels familiar, but not at the same time. Uh, this was the only U.S. Hot 100 appearance for Nick Kershaw, but he had many hits in the U.K., including five top ten, and he had a song also called Don Quixote. At number 76 is The Glamorous Life by Sheila E. That would make it to number seven. This was the first single from her album of the same name, which was her debut. And uh, Sheila E., that's her stage name, it's short for Escovedo. She's from a musical family in Oakland, California. Her father is a percussionist, like she is, and she has other musician relatives. Uh, Sheila E. first met Prince in 1977 and worked with him starting in the Purple Rain sessions. Sheila E. has had a long career as a drummer and percussionist. She's gotten to do some various things, such as playing with Ringo Starr's All-Star Band and also performing as the house band on the Oscars. She's known particularly for the Latin percussion instrument, the timbales. So many of you know that I play mallet percussion, so I feel like it's cool to shout out another female percussionist. And uh, yeah, this was her big hit. She had a couple other ones, um, 
but this is probably the one that she's known for the most. Uh, number 59 is The Ghost in You by The Psychedelic Furs, and 59 was as high as that would get. This is from their fourth album, Mirror Moves. It's the second single to ch of theirs to chart in the U.S., and The Psychedelic Furs were founded in London by brothers Richard and Tim Butler, and I read that they had put the psychedelic in their name to indicate that they were not the type of punks that hated all things 60s. They were more embracing that. They are known for post-punk, new wave, and alt-rock music. The band are still together, and they released an album in 2020. And I enjoyed the sound of this one. I always like when these guys pop up. They have a very distinctive sound, and all, their songs, it's like they're related, but you can they're putting distinct things in each one. At number 45 is a song called Alibis by Sergio Mendes. Now it gets to number 29. And Sergio Mendes is a Brazilian keyboardist who started out as a classical musician before getting into jazz and other genres like samba and bossa nova. And he was a part of, you may know him from Sergio Mendes and Brazil 66, and that is the same musician. Uh, they had a big hit called Mas Que Nada, and that's featured in the first Austin Powers movie. They had many singles in the 60s, uh, all or mostly covers from what I could tell. And then in 1983, he had his huge hit with Never Gonna Let You Go, which made it to number four. And then Alibis on the next album was not quite as successful, making it to 29, but he has had, but has a great groove and I really enjoy it. And I read that Joe Pizzullo sang lead vocals on both those hits. At number 41 is Romancing the Stone by Eddie Grant. That would make it to number 26, and it was a number 7 hit in Canada. The song was intended for the soundtrack of the movie of the same name, but it was mostly cut out. And from an entry about the song on the Jeweler Blog's Music Friday feature, uh, it says that only a guitar solo remains in the film, but it is mentioned in the credits. And sadly, Eddie Grant's music is still not on Spotify, but you can watch the video on YouTube, which has clips of the movie. There's another music video available for the song that is also sort of tropical, jungle-themed, but without the movie clips, and I recommend watching that one as well. It's got a lot of interesting things going on, and the part where he throws a machete up in the air, it turns out into a guitar, is better, it's cut better. So don't miss that one, is what I'm saying. And I read that the song also, it did appear on Eddie Grant's album, Going For Broke. So it's not entirely lost, it did get to be released on an album. At number 20 is the song Magic by The Cars. That make it to number 12. Uh, this is one I think most people probably know. Um, I wanted to pick select it just because, uh, you know, only made it to number 12. And as I was looking over the Cars discography, the chart performance, I have to say, does not reflect their singles status and impact, in my opinion. This is the second single off of Heartbeat City, which was, I don't know if it's a comeback album necessarily, but it was after they'd kind of had a hiatus for a few years. And it was produced by uh, Mutt Lang, who you know for his work with ACDC and Def Leppard, as well as Shania Twain, who he was married to for a time. And the Cars also are credited as producers on this one. This is just a perfect song for the summer. Hope you get to enjoy it on a beautiful day outside. Moving on to this week, there is no 70s chart for this week because Sirius considered it as a holiday weekend and they ran their top 1000 as voted by the listener which I don't really have interested in as far as what we're doing here. So we're going to move on to the 80s. We have a chart from July 4th of 1987. Starting off at number 82 is the song Rock A Lot by Aretha Franklin. 82 is as high as that would get. This was the fourth single from her 31st studio album, simply called Aretha. 
And this one has the pastel Andy Warhol cover portrait of her as the cover art. This is the follow-up single to her number one hit, I Knew You're Waiting For Me. The music video on this one is very fun. It's like a stop-motion animation, kind of claymation-looking almost versions of Aretha and her band inside a boombox. To me, it's a play on like when a little kid thinks that there's a tiny band inside the TV or inside the radio. So this boombox is being carried around New York City, and you can see people out in the city, and then sometimes you see the shot from like Aretha looking out of the boombox, like looking through the grill. It's really worth a watch, and there's some fun celeb cameos in there as well. Uh, Rock A Lot has a great beat. I think it's a fun song, and I really like the part where she refers to herself. Her nickname, she says, it's time to rock with Riri. At number 80 is Here I Go Again by Whitesnake. That would make it to number one. This was the second single from the band's self-titled 1987 album. And people probably know this one. It's been used in commercials as well as the movie Old School. But did you know that there was three different versions of the song? It originated on their 1982 album Saints and Sinners. Then it was recorded in 1987 for this new album. Then a third version was recorded for this single, the actual radio single. And that is what hit the number one spot on the U.S. Hot 100. And apart from David Coverdale, the personnel is very different across the three. Just from 82 to 87, the whole band besides him had turned over. And then even on that radio version, the keyboard players were the same, but the drum, bass, and guitar players were all different. So I would say listen to all three and decide what you like best. And try not to crack up when David Coverdale sings Like a Hobo I Was Born to Walk Alone in the original 1982 version. I can't, I always laugh. The iconic music video uh, with the late Tawny Katayan uses the album version, so that may be the one that people remember the most. For me, it's my favorite. So that video obviously is very iconic. Going back to the 84 charges for a minute, there's a couple songs on there. First Day of Summer by Tony Carey and Music Time by Styx that I've enjoyed seeing the videos for on the VJ Big Suit Twitch show. So be sure to stop by there. I could put them on there on this playlist, but it's best to just watch the videos. Uh, continuing on with 87, at number 68 is These Times Are Hard for Lovers by John Waite. That would make it to number 53. John Waite is an English musician and singer known for 70s hits with the group The Babies and then his solo career after they split up. His first charting single was the number one smash, Missing You. And this one, uh, these times are hard. It has much harder sound, more driving sound, um, and was co-written by prolific rock songwriter Desmond Child. Though it sounds to me like it was his attempt at a Jim Steinman. For some reason, I'm, I'm getting Jim Steinman vibes from this one. I don't know why. Uh, but I like it. It didn't do as well, 53, but he had a pretty solid run as a, as a solo artist. And finally, from 87 this week, at number 11 is Something So Strong by Crowded House. That would make it to number 7. This is the fifth single from the New Zealand band's debut album. This was the follow-up to Don't Dream It's Over, which I would argue is their best-known song, at least here in the U.S. Not a lot to say about this one. I like the organ sound in it, and it's got a cool bridge or middle eight break. So I'd say it's a good one to know if you already like Don't Dream It's Over. Well, that's all the time for me this week. Thanks so much for listening. Back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. Awesome stuff, as always. Lots of great stuff in those 80s charts, huh? This has been episode 288 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.